there uh welcome to bible slash chat kevin hello hello it's good How to see you? you since last we were on this video I your know. facial hair has expanded <laughs> substantially shows you how long it's been <laughs> it's been a while yeah. i haven't shaved since the last video yeah. yeah they say you're supposed to grow a beard for eight weeks without touching it really yeah wow so i just recently hit eight weeks really and apparently uh, it looks good apparently you're thank you you're um your facial hair grows at different speeds on different parts of your face. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. I, I think I think it's a really good segue, actually, so for what fun. we're talking about. Is it? Um, yeah. So Matthew 18. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> we have a question. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and we want you to answer it. Yeah, yeah, for so sure. The question is actually really great. Uh, Matthew yeah. 18 being the context on church discipline. Yeah. Um, that's where we hear the, if your brother sins, show him his fault. If he doesn't listen, take two or three more with you. And then, um, or one or two more with you. If yeah. he refuses to listen, tell it to the church. And then potentially putting someone out of the church, yeah. right? Yeah. So the question is, what is the best way, if any, to apply this text to believers who are sinning against us when those believers belong to different congregations? Yeah. So oh, what, yeah. are your, what are your thoughts? That's super tricky. Uh, it's actually an incredibly helpful question because it does address something that I think happens where as believers, mm -hmm. there is this universal church yeah. reality and whether we're brothers and sisters of all these other people and there are people who are professing believers and they sin against us. Mm -hmm. And then, then you, would, you would obviously say, <coughs> verse, verse 15, it says, if your brother sins. And so you right. think like, okay, they're my brother or sister by their profession and they're sinning, so therefore I should go and confront them. The problem is that it doesn't take into account the whole context. Yeah. And that's where I want to be cautious. Um, in, uh, in verse 17, he says, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. Mm -hmm. That's not the universal church. You don't send an email to all <laughs> all the known believers in your, in your uh, sphere of influence and yeah. say, this person sins against me and has not repented. I get enough emails. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're filling my inbox. Um, he's talking about a local church, actually, which yeah. is very interesting, which is where we would say uh, it would not apply, actually, to mm -hmm. people in other congregations, other local churches. Um, so we would want to like heavily caution a person against trying to exercise the kind of authority that exists in Matthew 18 uh, in any context other than in the local church context yeah. under the care of elders. Yeah. Uh, because that's really what that's really what Jesus is doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting in verse 18, he actually says, whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, whatever <coughs> you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven, which apparently is in reference to that person's salvation. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that isn't a pronouncement that just a single believer or even two or three believers can make. Mm -hmm. That's the pronouncement of the church, which uh, in its context is the leaders of the church. Mm -hmm. The you there, I think, is the the disciples in that context. Mm -hmm. So um, again, I think that idea mm -hmm. is actually communicating something very powerful about the about the church and its authority uh, to care for people. Yeah. Uh, it isn't communicating what we should do uh, for people who are sitting against us outside of our local yeah. congregation. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, is there anything to be said about that? Well, I think around this, I, this ver mm -hmm. these verses are the context, and mm -hmm. the context actually gives us a very helpful indicator about what that should look like. So, right before, in verses 12 through 14 of Matthew 18, you have the story of the 99 uh, sheep and the one that's lost. And it says in verse 14, so it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, God's heart for believers is that they not drift away, that yeah. they not go away from righteousness. And so God's heart is restorative. He yes. wants to bring restoration to people who are sinning, which is really what Matthew 18 is about. Matthew mm -hmm. 18, 15 is about that church discipline activity is actually restorative. Right. Um, so what we would say is like, if there's another believer who's sinning against you in some way, your heart needs to start by reflecting God's heart, which is a heart of restoration mm -hmm. to, the, to the hurting or to the person who's sinning mm -hmm. against you. So your desire in going to them 
is not to fix them or right. to cause them to stop sinning against you, but to restore them so that they can fellowship and commune with yeah. God. So that's the first piece is that uh, it, there is a <coughs> principle there about how that works. There is the principle of speaking to that brother or sister in uh, mm-hmm. Matthew 18, 15. So I think it's good to just speak to them and mm-hmm. say and share that. But fascinatingly, the next section that comes right after right. the yeah. church discipline section is a lengthy section on forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, in verse uh, 35, it says, My heavenly Father will also do the same to you, which is uh, take, you know, essentially throw them out to the torturers. Well, it would say, do the same to you if each of you does not forgive his brother mm. from your heart. Mm. So Jesus couches church discipline in restoration and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he does that is because I think what he's doing is protecting our hearts with, right. with his heart. And that's really what, what God wants us to do. So mm. when it comes to addressing someone who's outside your congregation, the principle of communicating to them their sin, I think, is mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, if your brother sins against you, go. But I wouldn't necessarily take that text mm-hmm. and just take mm-hmm. the one another text, like Galatians six mm-hmm. one, go and speak to your brother, right. restore such a one <coughs> in a spirit of gentleness. But mm-hmm. in that in that context, it should come from a heart that desires to restore them because you love them. Yes. Uh, in the same way that you know, your Father in heaven loves you, and with a heart that's already forgiven them yeah. uh, before you go and do that. Uh, if you if you're if you're seeking to correct the behavior, uh, you can't do that if you're and walk in the spirit if you're not doing that with forgiveness already in your heart as yeah. part of that component. Yeah. So we would say, yes, it's okay. Be incredibly careful. Have a heart of love for them, the mm-hmm. love of the Father toward you, which is a heart of unconditional love so that you don't have a grudge against them. Mm-hmm. You're not angry at them mm-hmm. in any way. And have already forgiven them so that when you go and speak to them, uh, you it would be done in, in a spirit of mercy yeah. and tenderness. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. I think helping us see, it's more Galatians 6, yeah. Than Matthew eighteen, totally <clears throat> because of the structural components of churches and yeah. church governments, yeah. and that's the context. But then, yeah, I mean, just to read Galatians six one yeah. for the reminder, it says, "Brother, brothers, even if anyone is caught in any transgression, you yeah. who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness, looking to yourself, so that you too will not be tempted." Yeah, and so it's like if you're not being spiritual, walking in the spirit, being gentle. You're not qualified yeah, to, totally. you know, like the, there's something else has to happen first. But I love it because it says like if anyone's caught in a transgression, even that language helps get our mind to the idea of like this person's not the devil. Right. You know, like they're caught, you yeah. know, so like let's help them. And totally. it's that restoration context. Yeah. Even he used the word, right? Restore such a one yeah. spirit of gentleness. And when you say that, you what you say about the spirit there, if you're walking in the spirit, the first fruit of the spirit is love. Yeah. Like, so do you love that person? Yeah. If, you're, if your heart loves them and you're trying to help them, they're going to get that sense. For sure. If you're going after them because you're like, hey, you're super annoying, you bother me, you know, they're not going to get that sense. Yeah. And they're going to know that you're not actually coming to them with a spirit of gentleness. So, yeah, yeah I would agree that. I think if we're going to direct our hearts in one direction, I'd go mm-hmm. that direction. Good. One other thing I would say is, I would, I would, if you're going to say it to a brother or sister who's sinning, who's not in your church context, say it once. Mm. You only get to shoot that bullet once. Mm. So just... Just tell them the truth. Be as firm and as clear as you possibly clear. can, yeah. and then and then leave it. Uh, if they if they listen to you, great. If they don't, don't say it again. Mm. Uh, you just don't have the you don't have the authority to mm. do that. So your your heart should be like, hey, I want to share this with you because I love you. I've already forgiven you. There's nothing in my heart against you, but this is an issue that I see in your life. Mm. Here, what they do with it, yeah. that's between them and the Lord. Yeah. And their local church leaders, yeah. their local church elders, should be taking care of them in the same way. Put a pebble in their shoe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah.
Sounds good. Well, thank you. That's yeah, very helpful. Well, hope, yeah, hopefully that's helpful for you. Uh, this is an excellent question. Very complex. Uh, it deals with a lot of relationship issues that can come up uh, among believers, uh, true brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, so mm-hmm. hope that's helpful for you. If you have any other questions about this or any other topic, you can always email us at uh, info at faithbibleoc.org. Kevin, thank you so much. Thank you. I like the beard. Thank you. Yeah. You should get one. Yeah, no. <laughs> I can't even. I have like patches that don't grow at all. It's really bad. Give it eight weeks. <laughs> yeah, give it eight weeks. And it'll still look like, yeah, it'll still look like a cow pasture. One way to find yeah, out. Exactly. Anyway, hope that's helpful. We'll see you next time.